Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Refuge Church Podcast. It feels weird because normally I do this when Pastor Dan isn't here, but... It's not just me and Ryan. I'm here. He's here. (laughs) (laughs) He's in his usual seat, his usual thing, but it's the three of us just hanging out. Um, If you were with us last week, you saw that we were talking about just our word for 2024. Mike talked to us two weeks ago about prayer. Pastor Dan talked to us about rhythm. And I'm going to lead us into fire. But before we get in that, we just want to say, hey, if this is your first time with us, um, the whole goal in this podcast was just to really talk about what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus in just the everyday spaces of our everyday lives? You know, what does it look like to follow Christ outside of the four walls of a church building? What's it look like, you know, in the concepts of family and just dynamics of work and school and all the different things. So I just want to say thanks for being with us. We've really enjoyed just the three of us getting to chat, you know, and just really see, you know, just the different areas that God is um, just leading us. But my word that I was praying about, and I felt like there were a ton of words, you know, like just flying into my mind. I was like, okay, so many different words. But the one that kept coming back to me was fire. And I wanted to really just focus on, you know, there was a, a couple of scriptures that, you know, God really brought to mind. But the one was in Exodus where, you know, looking at God as a consuming fire, when it says the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So there was this connection with the glory of the Lord and a consuming fire. But then also the other scripture, too, that just wanted to read as well was in Deuteronomy, um, when God is just giving, when, you know, Moses is instructing the Israelites after he's, you know, been spending time with God. But he says, you know, uh, take heed to yourself, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So I wanted just to really, you know, break into looking at God as a consuming fire, but how we don't have to be afraid of him as a consuming fire, you know, because I think so often we think of, you know, fire and we see the destruction of fires. You know, you look at forest fires, you look at all kinds of, you know, just what, what the damage is done. You know, you put your hand on a stove or something that's on fire, you get burns, you know, but just looking at the fire of God, I think, and and this is kind of where God was leading me. We see a different kind of fire, you know, and I, I, uh, you know, I'm not like an expert by any means in like, you know, the environmental, whatever, but I had to look this up because I was like, I don't just want to make something up on the podcast. This is recorded. (laughs) Someone's going to come at me like years later and be like, remember on that episode? But I guess when they do like controlled burns, when they like burn trees in a specific area, um, they will do that sometimes to cultivate good soil to, so that there's more nutrients. And so it just really got me thinking of sometimes there's things in our lives whether it's an idol or whether it's something that, you know, shouldn't be there, that, that God comes in a, 
in a consuming fire to remove, but he does that to produce good soil because he wants to build something. He wants to maybe resurrect something, you know, in our lives, the way that it should be in this place of, you know, good soil. So that's kind of the foundation of looking at, you know, why we don't have to be afraid of God as a consuming fire. But, you know, what that means is sometimes, you know, there are things in our lives that do need to be removed so that God can do something, do a new thing that is from a place of good soil. So I'll just throw it to you guys, you know, God, the consuming fire, you know, but just talk to us a little bit about, you know, Pastor Dan, what comes to your mind? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the the point that you, that you bring in, um, I think is very important because depending on where we are, we may need God as the fire that draws us near like a, on a on a cold night, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you've ever had a fire, obviously outside, people draw near to it. <laughs> they want to get warm. Um, and for some of us right now in this season we find ourselves in, you need that warmth of God uh, because the, the world is cold. And um, you just need to feel that. And uh, But then to your other point, so, some of us need that, that fire of, of purifying, uh, of, of cleansing, you know, and uh, of removing some things in our lives that, um, you know, uh, should not be there. And um, the beauty of that is, is that, you know, God is capable of both of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the minute we start putting God into labels or boxes, the minute we start saying God is, is this or that, we, we lose some of the, the beauty of that God is God, that uh, for some seasons we need the warmth and other seasons we need the, the, the purifying. So I, I would just, you know, even my mind right now, as, as you've been talking about this, is thinking, okay, which, which part of this God do I need? Uh, you know, in probably my moment right now, I probably need a little bit more of the purifying God. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I realize the, the world around me cold and, and I know I need to draw near to God, but there's, there's a part of me that just says, okay, Lord, uh, cleanse me, uh, know me, uh, purify me. Uh, and, and so, uh, I think that's where I would start with any, with this is just which part of this are, are you needing most from God? Yeah. I mean, it reminds me too of, I, I forget the actual scripture itself, but you know, the love of many will grow cold. You know, and, and and I think something that, too, was, um, you know, I read this book about this guy, Richard Roll, who lived, you know, a long time ago. But something that he kept coming back to was being burnt with the love of God, you know, and it was just like really standing out to me of that fire of warmth. But something that had left a burning on him, like he was burned with the love of God in a good way that like he was marked, he was changed, you know, his life was different, you know, because there was that, you know, you think of even, you know, a burn on the skin, like something that may last, you know, or, you know, people branded, right? But the idea of being branded with the love of God, you know, his love has come upon you in a way that it's changed you, that it's, you know, but it's always there, you know, so that that just kind of was... What I was thinking about, but Mike, what about you? Yeah, uh, I don't know. My mind is going a bunch of different directions. <laughs> I'm like nerding out a little bit uh, uh-huh. on what you're talking about because it's really cool. That imagery, I think, especially in the Old Testament, is really cool. Um, as you talk about the the fire, the all-consuming fire on top of the mountain, and 
like don't forget Moses passed through mm. that wall of fire and yeah. and like it takes me to the verse in Isaiah that says you will pass through the fire and won't be burned and the flames will not consume you which is not for us to take wildly out of context and start <laughs> picking up burning logs um but I think is to point us not only to the tabernacle and the temple which ultimately was pointing back to Eden, but it, it, to point us back to Eden, where when Adam and Eve were cast out, it's it's a cherub with uh, a sword pointing in all directions of flame, which is essentially a wall of fire that is like keeping the people, the brokenness from entering back into Eden. But now, because of the work of Jesus, we get to pass through the wall of fire unscathed back into Eden, back into like where God's presence is. That's what like the, the, um, the doors and the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from the Holy place. Like that imagery was all about the garden of Eden and how we couldn't just enter in callously. And when that was torn, now we get to walk into that place completely unscathed. I mean, that's, that's where my mind kind of goes as I, I think about all those things and, and just how cool, cause that's an image that pops up time and time and time again is just the wall of fire and even just the burning bush. Mm-hmm. So God is an all consuming fire and yet the wood was not burned. Yeah. Um, you know, and thinking of just wood too, you know, I mean, you see in the old Testament, right? The, the, the wooden idols, you know, the carved idols and you know, maybe just for a couple minutes here, we can talk about just God being a consuming fire in regards to idols, you know, and for me, it's just, you know, I'd love just to share just a brief little personal um, story in my life, you know, back in, uh, it was 2020, it was the end of 2020. I was in like a mild car accident, but it actually, I didn't do anything about it. And I ended up developing a really bad concussion. And so I was laid up for like basically, you know, like a whole week and couldn't really do anything at all. Couldn't read, couldn't like I had to sit in basically like a dark room, you know, couldn't listen to music, like just would eat, sleep, pray, you know, couldn't even read my Bible. Like it was just like I couldn't do anything. And at that time, like Melissa was praying for me, you know, and one day I was sitting on the couch, just literally just staring not doing anything. And she like came down and I could tell she was like a little like nervous or like a little, you know, I knew something was like off and she was like, Hey, because I'm like, what's, what's up? And she's like, um, so I was praying for you. (laughs) She's like, so, you know, and, and God with Melissa, super cool, you know, sometimes has given her like, you know, just different visions or things that she'll see, you know, whatever, you know, and, um, she told me that she had, she was praying and that she saw a picture of me and she said she could see like there was, you know, whatever oil being poured on my head. And then she said that the oil turned to gold. And then she heard like in her mind, your idols like, or no, sorry, I got that wrong. Oil to gold, but then the gold caught on fire. And she said, then she heard your idols are burning. And she was like scared to share it with me. But when I heard that, I was like, praise God, you know, burn them, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like I think in my life, like at that point, 
like there was just so many things I was going after in life, mm. you know, that I think God was really bringing me back to this place of there's a lot of things you can be doing, but there's a lot of idols that you mm. have in your life, things that you've pursued more than me, mm. things that you've been chasing after. And, you know, and it really though, like for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a harsh word. Yeah. You know, it was something that was really encouraging to me because it was like, God, this is, this was the loving God saying, what you're holding on to is not good for you, mm. you know? And so, you know, I just open it up to you guys, but looking at the place of, you know, different things that we can idolize or we have made idols in our lives, just looking at the tender fire of God, you know, to, to come to us desiring to remove those. It's amazing how often it re- seems to follow uh, something bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a car accident. Uh, I know for me, sometimes it's been some sports injuries, um, failures in life, uh, things that have happened, losing jobs, things like that. Um, you know, it's almost like uh, these are these moments that God gets our attention. And we take the moment to, to kind of pray or ponder or, or think about these things. It's, it's kind of sad that it has to happen that way. Um, we're not wise enough to think, okay, life's going well, but maybe I should stop and, and, and reflect. Maybe that's why God gave us the Sabbath to, to have every, every, uh, week and talked about, uh, solitude and silence and fasting, these types of things in our lives where we discipline ourselves in such a way that we say, Lord, I, I want to invite that, that mm. purifying fire. Um, and I don't need something tragic to happen in my life, um, so I, I guess I would say in two ways. One is if you are going through something tragic, uh, take that opportunity to say, okay, Lord, what are you doing or or what is in this? Uh, I, I hate to say the phrase, well, there's going to be good that comes out of this because, man, uh, some of that tragic stuff isn't good. And, and yet I still think in that tragicness, God can use it to bring something uh, out into us that he will use later for good. So, so I think there, there is that there. We just got to be careful how we phrase it. Um, but I guess more so is that if you're not going through something, how are you putting yourself in a place to invite the purifying fire of God into your life? Uh, how are you uh, r- lining up your day, lining up your life? H- how are you purposely disconnecting from social media, from technology, from maybe uh, other hobbies or other things that can take the place of idols in your life to say, okay, Lord, uh, show me. Um, again, uh, you know, I, 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 we joke about the idea that, you know, we all have blind spots and no one can see them because they're blind spots. Uh, so we've got to, we've got to remember that about ourselves and put ourselves in that spot. So uh, that would be, that, that's the thing that kind of comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? Well, I, I think um, about the idea of like testing um, and being kind of purified through that process, similarly to like how trials, right? I think it's James says that they're like fires, right? The fiery trials are and whatnot. And I think about the idea of the test because um, I think it's Tim Mackey on the Bible Project talks about it as testing is different than tempting because testing is um, to prove loyalty um whereas tempting is to to trap so um if you think about it like a parent 
who is teaching their child to cross the street, um, there's absolutely a moment when that child needs to cross the street on their own. And if it is a good parent, they are likely watching the child. And, and if they fail the test, so to speak, there's consequences for that. Tempting would be for the child to cross the street and the parent to roll the ball and hope that the child pursues it, right? There's a difference. But what's significant about that is both of those are dangerous situations. And often in the biblical story, um, we see the idea of the test as something that looks like death that leads to life or something greater. And I think that's what's significant even about like what you guys are just talking about, how it's in the hard things. And I even think about um, not necessarily from the idea of a test because childbirth is not necessarily a test, but um, it is a horrendously traumatic experience that is life-threatening for some um and like despite all medical advances and everything but it's almost something that reminds us of death and yet it brings life at the end of it um i think we see that in the old testament but even it says in john 16 jesus says you will be sorrowful but your sorrow will turn into joy when a woman is giving birth she has sorrow because her hour has come But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. And that oftentimes there are things that look like death that ultimately bring life. And I think it's the same in terms of like we need to die. We need to be putting to death, not just the things of the flesh, but like the idols. And and that's a painful process. And there's, you know, aspects of that that do not seem to make sense. Um, and we also need to be careful just as a quick word too, that we're not running willy nilly based off of indigestion that we're feeling, but that does it, you know, line up with scripture and what we see there and, um, uh, the council of our, our church leaders. Um, but yeah, that, that there are these moments where God will lead us to this thing needs to die. I mean, that's happened in my life, you know, a, a number of times. And, and right now there's, I'm facing one with just like consumption of media that God's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that needs to go this year. And I'm like, "Mm, does it? (laughs) I don't know. And, uh, but it's, it's coming. And I, I sense that it's coming Mm -hmm. and God is gracious and he is kind, but I know that there's life on the other side. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the same image. When you think about that fire and passing through, that looks like death. Isaiah got into the throne room. I'm a dead man. And yet there's life on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, Mike. I think that's really good because it, it, it looks at that what may be destroyed from the fire is not the end, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's such a beautiful thing because, you know, often, you know, and I would say sometimes the test and the idols in our lives are the things that we don't think we could live without, you know, or the things that we, you know, spend the most time with or come to as our retreats or our escapes or whatever, you know, but I think in all of it, it's really looking at, do you trust him? Do you trust the Lord? Yeah. You know, if he really knows what is good, not just, you know, general generalities of good, but what is good for you? You know, can you believe that what he wants to do in you is a perfect work. You know, he doesn't want any stone to be left, you know. He wants he wants everything. Like I think of the example with the 
refiner's fire with the gold, you know, and the dross, all the impurities, all the imperfections. And it's things that honestly are almost invisible sometimes, little things. But the fire removes, you know, just layer by layer the little things until all that's left is just a, you know, this beautiful, precious, glorious, you know, piece of gold and just realizing that's what God wants to do with us. Yeah. You know, he is, he has already told us that we are accepted in Christ, mm. but yet he wants to work in us and through us. And, and when you think about uh, those, that refining process, none of us wants to build something that isn't uh, strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who wants to go into a house that the studs aren't strong or, or the, the foundation isn't yeah. there. And, you know, and I think that's what Paul even talks about in first Corinthians, yep. you know, is that some of us are building things with uh, hay and straw and wood yeah. that's going to, going to mm-hmm. burn up. And, and, you know, none of us want to spend 2023 on something that isn't going to last. Right. So let it go through the fire. Mm. Uh, let it be through mm. the, purifying process of of god of what is good and holy and and eternal so that whatever you give into will last and it'll matter yeah. uh, i think i think that's an important motivation uh, that can draw us in yeah and and, and one other thing too is you know Here's some really good news in all of this. Some of the things God wants to consume in your life are things that have really been destroying you yeah. like bad thing. You know, we often look at God as a consuming fire. He wants to take all the things that make me happy. <laughs> you know, he wants to leave me with nothing. So yeah. I have no other option, but then I guess just to read my Bible all day. But that just means he's a killjoy. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but maybe for, for some of us, you know, we have just really bad habits or things that have been, we recognized in our life. You know, maybe it's depressions or anxieties or things that really have been gripping us. And to see God is a consuming fire and he wants to destroy anything that's not from him. Not in a, you know, weird way because he likes to watch us suffer, but in a way of like, he wants to deliver us. Yeah. I've heard the the counseling illustration that sometimes it's like we are, um, drowning in a lake a little bit and we're holding on to this one log for dear life and and we know that that's safe so we don't want to let go of it and we see our friends and family on the bank who are telling us no it's okay like you'll make it we'll make sure that you make it but all we know is the safety and security of that log and that needs to go because you're going to drown you're not going to survive but it's hard to kind of get through and see that yeah Well, so just, you know, real practically, just as we wrap up, um, you know, I think in Pastor Dan hit on this earlier too, but just inviting God in right now in your life, wherever you are, if you're going through a trial, if things are really tough, or if you think, man, my life's pretty good, just asking God, Lord, is there something that you're wanting to purify? Is there something in me that I've been leaning on? I haven't been leaning on you. Or is there something that I've been worshiping that I've elevated to a place that is something that's now an idol in my life? You know, just ask God, Lord, I want you to purify my heart. You know, I think just in the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, it's a good work that God desires. And then for some of you who really are going through what looks like just the, you know, fiery trials of this life or just feeling the coldness of maybe this winter season— Draw near to God. He is a fire of warmth. He's a fire of love. He loves you, 
And he truly wants you to know just how great of just this amazing life that he has for you and just the ways that he desires you to walk in his son. Well, hey, if there's, a, if there's anything that we can do for you, if there's anything we can be praying for you, you know, feel free to reach out to us at info at churchrefuge.com. But we just pray you're encouraged by this word and blessed as we go into this 2024 season.